Hey, welcome to another episode of the Adrenalized Life podcast. On this episode, I interview a friend of mine, Josh Newhouse from Newhouse Restoration. But the great thing about this episode is that it's an on-air coaching session. Josh was a great sport to do a coaching session. That way you can get a glimpse of what it's like to be in a coaching session with me. He did a great job. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Adrenalized Life podcast. We will help you choose your adrenalized life. Whether you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, we will help you create life harmony and bridge the gaps in your personal and professional life. If you struggle with stress, burnout, or are overwhelmed, we will adrenalize you to activate your desire to change and transform your life. Now, please welcome your host and coach, Tom Marino. Wow, summer is here. Last weekend was Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody had a great weekend. So listen, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I want you to go to TomMarino.com. That's TomMarino.com. And fill out a contact form. Get in touch with me. Set up a complimentary session. Let's get you to where you want to be. Let's adrenalize you to live your best life. If you're stressing out, you're overwhelmed. We have so many things right now going on in our world. We got inflation. We got a war. We have crime. We have terrible tragedies happening all over every single day. We have just so much that we consume every single day. And balancing our lives, creating harmony in our lives is not always easy. So if you're struggling with any stress, any overwhelm, you feel like you're burning out, you feel like it's just time for a change and you just are stuck and not sure what to do, that's why I'm here, people. That's why you need to reach out to me. So go to TomMarino.com. That's TomMarino.com. Fill out a contact form. I'm welcoming back to the show today, Josh Newhouse from Newhouse Restoration. Josh, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, Tommy. How are you, sir? I am doing great. You fix people's houses up when they're damaged and all crud infested. I fix people's lives up when they're damaged and crud infested, right? That's yes, what sir. we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. It goes hand in hand. Every, everything, it goes hand in hand. You coach people every single day as you do your job, don't you? You almost have to be a psychiatrist in this field in a way. You're yeah. dealing with people at their worst. You're dealing with people at their best. Exactly. And you have to walk people through that process. And that's what it's all about. We, you know, my parents say hello, by the way. Mom and dad. Hi, mom and dad. They, they would tell, I was on the way over here. I said, I'm going to have Josh on today. Oh, my mom was like, oh, tell him I said hi. And it's a year ago. It is a year ago that we really got together and we had that flood at my parents' house. It was Memorial Day weekend last year. And so happy anniversary, Josh. You as well. <laughs> it's awesome. I can't believe it's been a year already. That's how fast time is flying. But I remember on that Memorial Day, you were there in the matter of minutes. You were there within an hour. You're out here in, in Bohemia. They were in Valley Stream. You were here in an hour. It was cr- incredible and just so tremendous, such a response. Do you do that for everybody? Everybody. We actually, me and my wife were talking about that recently on Memorial Day, that we're going to get a call. And sure enough, we were having a party at our house. All of our family was walking out the door. As they were walking out the door, we got a call in East Hampton to drive out there, toilet from the third level all the way down to the basement. So it seems oh, like man. there's a trend with Memorial Day weekend going well, on here. It's interesting. Everybody says the holiday weekends are usually the, businesses, the busiest for a lot of businesses that are in your line of work, 
IT tech runner from Long Island Networkers, Dan Comis and his crew. I, he posted this really cool thing on Friday about be aware cyber attacks do happen on Memorial Day weekend. And it's a prime time. People IT leave early, maybe on that Friday. And it's just it's just prime opportunity. And it just seems like we become very vulnerable around the holidays because everybody knows everybody's off. So I guess sewers decide the same thing, right? They back up or toilets overflow. It's always me and my wife always say as soon as we plan something is when something happens. Yeah. Yeah. And we listen, Kristen is not here. She was supposed to be here today. So hi, Kristen. I know you're not feeling well, but I wanted to give you a shout out. I hope every, you feel better soon. We miss you in the studio, but we'll have you in soon enough. But so, Josh, tell everybody, what do you do? What is it exactly that New House Restoration does? So what we do is when you guys do have a pipe burst or you have a fire, you have any sort of mold or soot damage, you call us. We come in. We deal directly with your insurance provider. There's no out-of-pocket expense to you. Sometimes we'll even work with you on your deductible. But when you run into those disaster problems is when you need to make a phone call to us. And you said you work with a lot of insurance companies, right? Is that easy to work with insurance companies? Yes and no. Okay. Depending on your insurance company. Okay. And is it because what is the main reason that people are tough to work with in the insurance world? Insurance companies are tough. I've been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. Insurance that I find is tough to work with because they try to act like as if it's their money. If I send them my invoice for the work that I did, I didn't fluff my estimate or anything. Send them the estimate for the work that I've done. No matter what, they're cutting it down either 1000 to $3,500. Right. And let me ask you that because with the rising cost of supplies and the inflation that we're seeing in general everywhere, just to get to your jobs, it's costing you, what, an extra 50 cents a gallon probably than it was six months ago to get to the same job. Is that accounted for in what you do? There is. There's a program that we all use in the industry. It's called Xactimate. And they actually just came out with a line item that is fuel service charge. Okay. It's an open line item that you can pretty much add whatever fuel cost you want onto it, which mm-hmm. is great. And how about, how's the cost of lumber these days? Cost of lumber is up slightly, nothing okay. crazy, but as far as material goes, I'm not finding any issues with it at all. Are you, get, are you getting materials on time? Or has, that, has the stockpile gotten better on that or no? The only thing that I'm running into is the problem is flooring. If people flooring. want this life-proof vinyl flooring, that's yeah. a little bit tough to get and it's back-ordered. Uh, I love that flooring. I put that flooring in my office when I built my office in my garage, the life-proof from Home Depot there. That's a good, hey, that's a good shout-out for Home Depot. But yeah, it's a good flooring. It really is durable. There's no dampness or moisture with it. It really is fantastic. It's great. I will always try to push the life-proof. And mom even told me when I was at your house, she yeah. goes, Tommy did the crown. She said, you're a finished carpenter. So yeah. I was impressed. Yeah, listen, I've dabbled in a few things. When I was in college, I took a theater production class and I learned how to use every tool in set design because set design is no different than construction. You got to make a wall 16 inches apart. The studs have to be to the middle. There you go. So it's you learn the basics of build. I actually did my whole basement myself because of everything I learned in that theater production class. So impressive. Yeah. Listen, you try. I always had a thing for working with my hands. I really enjoy doing that. So I don't do it as much as I want to these days. It is what it is. Time runs out. You're on Instagram at Newhouse Restoration. You're on NewhouseRestoration.com. So Josh, today we're going to get into a couple things, but I want everybody to go check out Newhouse Restoration. Go see all the awesome services that Josh and Kristen provide as a family company. And they are family and they treat you like family. And that's one of the great things, one of the greatest experiences that I had was that you treated us like family. And that's just absolutely awesome. Josh, I mentioned earlier, you know, that 
your business is an on-demand emergency service, pretty Correct. much. Yes, sir. How do you make that work? When? How do you make plans for your life? How do you do that? And I know, listen, as small business owners, it's not an easy thing. Like I had, I didn't have an emergency this weekend, but my son was out at baseball at Lasorda's Legacy Park here in Yapank, and we were here Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and I had to have my schedule revolve around his baseball schedule. How do you have your life revolve around your emergencies that come up and run your business? I think mostly, most of the credit goes to my wife, Kristen. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. When there's something that does arise, babe, I got to go. I got to go do this. All right, give me the kids. I got to go do what you got to do. Yeah. It wasn't like that when I was working for somebody. It was, I got to go do this. No, you're not. You're staying right here. You're not going anywhere. But now that she's seeing the calls come in, mm-hmm. she's taking the calls now. She sees how important this stuff is now. So how is that How is that impacting you? How are you doing? Are you tired, man? Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> All right. Do you have any time for Josh? No, 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 not really. You have time for the kids? You have time for your family, your wife? We're working on it slowly. We are, we're adapting the best that we can. But yes, the time is very limited. So let me ask you a question. We had talked a little bit about this before the show, and you had mentioned that it's been a little tough lately. And I said you want to do a little coaching on the air. So you want to do a little coaching. We're going to do a coaching session. Let's do a coaching session on the air. That way people, if you're listening to this, the point of this is Josh is going to be brave enough to be a little vulnerable and talk about this and get this out. And I just think it's a great opportunity for people who are not familiar with what coaching is about and what it's like. It's a great opportunity for people to hear that. So let's talk a little bit, Josh. So before you leave the studio today, before you leave the studio, what is something that you would like to to see you put into action to start changing and making better? What would that be? More time for my wife and kids. Okay, more time for the family. All right. So let me ask you a question. On a regular basis, how much time do you spend with them? I would say probably about two to three hours at most a day. Two to three hours a day. All right, so that's a pretty good amount of time for someone's running their own business. You sneak in two to three hours, you're having dinner together, you're, having, you're making time for that kind of stuff, right? Yes, sir. All right, fantastic. All right, so what would you, when you say you'd like more time, what does that really look like for you? Going to the important stuff, going to the baseball games like your son, going to the dance recital, going, picking them up from school, dropping them off from school. I want to be there for that stuff because you'll never get that time back. Exactly. And you have a young family. How old are your kids again? Five and six. Five and six. So they're little. They're first, the kindergarten and first grade, right? Correct. That's all right. So this is the impressionable years, right? So you want to, all right. So you want to be available. When's the next event that is coming up that's really important that you be there? Probably my daughter's birthday on the 11th. Okay. So your daughter's birthday on the 11th. What plans do you have for that day so far? Everybody's coming to the house. Everybody's coming to the house. And Josh, are you going to be able to leave the house? No. Okay. So what are some of the things that usually prevent you from staying at the house? What are the things that happen that get in the way that you're not able to stay at the house when you get a call? What are some of the factors that come into play there? Work. People needed me. People needed my okay. services. What else? That's the only thing. That How I... many people you have working for you? Six. Okay. You have six people working for you and they all do the same type of work or they do different things. Okay. Of those six people, do you have someone in that group that could handle and step in for you? No. Okay. Let me ask you one more time. Do you have someone in that group that can step in there for you? 
No. Okay. So remember I talked to, and you probably heard this before. My cousin Melissa was on the show. Melissa. Of course. She's your accountant, I think, right? She is. She's great. <laughs> awesome. I love it. We keep it all in the family here, people. That's this right. is a family dynamic. That Long Island Networkers is a family. It's a family of business owners who come together, who try to help each other out and support each other out. And we're building a community. Of it's, course. That's what's awesome about this. Okay. We, when she was on the show, we read this book, Who Not How. Okay. And one of the principles within that book was if you don't have a who, you got to find it. You got to go after and go get it because you're not going to be able to expand your business or create the lifestyle that you want for yourself if you don't have a who. So that's one barrier that's in the way is you don't have someone that can step in and be Josh. So you've been pretty successful this year, correct? Correct. Okay. Do you think that's a possibility that you could create a number two? It, yes, it's a possibility. Okay. Is it something you've thought about before? Yes. Okay. What's one of the things holding you back from that? I'm a control freak. You're a control freak. I knew it. You're a control freak. You're a perfectionist. You got to do it yourself because only Josh can deliver that customer service that Josh wants to deliver, right? Yes, sir. And that's, I see that a lot with all my business owners. I see that everyone has a very hard time of letting go of the responsibility. And you part of that is the control over the situation because if you're not doing it, it's not going to happen. Correct. That, that's what did Adam, We were at lunch earlier today at a networking event. And what did Adam say that when he hires somebody, he expects them to do what? To do work at what, 80%? 80% of what he would work at, and he hopes that they give him 50. So when you hire someone, especially small business owners, I think this is one of the things we all get caught up on as a small business owner. It's hard to hire someone and expect them to be as committed to our business as we are. Correct. That's the thing that we have to start to work through and break down. Because, and I thought what Adam Hurd said today at lunch was really powerful, 80%. Expect them to do 80% and hope they do at least 50% of what you would be doing. Because then you really have the success in that. So this is something, this is one of the things that I would encourage you to think about. What do you think about that? How does that resonate with you thinking about having a number two? I would love to have a number two, train them the way that I would want them to perform. Okay. And I think that would be great. So training, if you train them the way, so right now, if you hired a number two, how would you feel about them being in charge on a scale of one to 10? 10 being you leave them alone, they've got it. One being they're never going to get it. Four. Okay. All right. So what do we need to do to get you to a seven or an eight in a confidence level if you hired a number two? I would have to be with them on a daily basis for a good 30 to 45 days and I'll see how they operate. Awesome. Put that as part of your plan. That's part of your plan. You're going to, one of the things you're going to need to do is onboard them correctly, right? That's going to be one of the most important things to do is onboard somebody and make sure that you train them exactly like you. They need to be your mini me. Of course. That's mm -hmm. what they're going to need to be. So Josh is being very good, brave, and vulnerable to allow us to, to coach him a little bit on some of the struggles that a lot of business owners face. And one of the biggest struggles is having more time with his family, with his wife, Kristen, and his kids, Kira and Jackson, and really spending the time with them. And during the break, I think Kristen texted you. What did she text you, Josh? She said, you are a liar and you do not <laughs> spend two to three hours a day. It's more like two to three hours a week. <laughs> so Josh... 
All right, reality check. You're not spending enough time at home. You're spending two to three hours a week. Now, that's something that we can definitely make some changes. And we were talking about the control issue and allowing yourself to let go of some of that control, but it really requires having a good number two. And we said one of the things that would help you to move that from a four to a seven was a really good onboarding and training of that person really shadowing you. What else is going to be really key? What skills is that person going to need? How do we find that person for you? A key thing for me is somebody that is very well-mannered and speaks very well. I feel like when you're walking into these homeowners' houses, they are at a state of distress. And you walk in, yeah, whatever, yeah, dude, no. It's yes, ma'am, no, sir, and that's it. You have to be respectful walking into these people's houses. Exactly. And you did that. And I saw that in action. What about you doing some filming of yourself when you walk into a situation, right? You usually show up with another person, right? Correct. I think it would be really cool if you tried this. Just an idea. Throwing out an idea, right? My job is to give you ideas. You decide which ones you want to take. But what if you just filmed, if you hired a crew to come to a job that you're walking in and you can demonstrate so that as part of your training protocol, you can show them a video of how you handle the situation. Yeah, we could do that. It's funny that you say that because it's related to, I've posted videos on Instagram and stuff right? like that about what we do. I didn't think it was that amusing. I've had people tell me like, God, I love your videos. You got to do more videos. I'm like, really? It's just doing this. But people tend to like that stuff. And like you said, I think it would be good for training purposes as well. Yeah. This is the best thing about technology. And I've learned this by doing this show, right? Every one of these shows goes onto YouTube and I've learned how to do video editing and audio editing and more editing than I ever thought I would ever imagine doing. But YouTube, you create a YouTube channel. You now have a channel that you can put on a playlist and create a training playlist. You could take videos that you want to show as part of your training. Like even if you see something in a house you've never seen before, you take out your camera and you start filming that and then you put on training. This is how we're going to deal with this issue. So that when somebody comes across that issue, they know how to deal with it. They know exactly what to do because then they become Josh. They would go, what would Josh do? Like that phrase, what would Jesus do? What would Josh do? Please. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's the true thing. And I, I've worked in the corporate side of medicine for a, for a long time. And I can't believe I'm in medicine for 21 years. But one of the key things is a lot of my people will say to me sometimes, they would say, ask themselves in a situation, what would Tom do in this situation? And that is when, that's how you start to see that you're making an impression on someone and that you are training someone appropriately and they're really thinking through the solution to the solution and trying to figure it out. And that's one of the things, right? So besides good manners, what's another really key skill that you're going to need in this person? Somebody that is very detail-oriented because in this industry with pictures, with video, insurance companies require that stuff because mm -hmm. you need your job to tell a story mm -hmm. from the time you walk in to the time you leave. That insurance adjuster or insurance company, they're not going to the job. They're relying on you to send those pictures to tell that story. Mm -hmm. So somebody that's detail-oriented. Detail-oriented. All right. So good manners, detail-oriented. What else? And work hard. And works hard, right? Simple. Shows up, does the work. Trust what you're doing, learns from you. Those are all good things. So if you're out there and you fit that description. Call me. Give Josh a call. 631-604-8590. 631-604-8590. 
8590. And you can reach him on Instagram at Newhouse Restoration and visit their website, newhouserestoration.com. That's awesome. So, Josh, are you feeling a little bit better? Yes, I'm a little bit more at ease now. A little bit more at ease. That's part of the that's part of this. It's becoming a little bit more at ease with it and creating more options. So hiring somebody, onboarding them, training them, making sure they fit the profile. Did we move from a seven to an eight? Absolutely. All right, fantastic. Now let me ask you another question. You have a network of people that you work with, right? That you do jobs with. Correct. Is there anyone in that network? That could back you up on next Saturday when you're supposed to be at your kid's birthday party or your house. Absolutely. I have people that I can rely on. You have people you can rely on. So you may not have the person right now that within your own company, but you have people in your community. right? Absolutely. And is there in someone in that community that you really trust? Yes. Okay. Because I remember when I was practicing medicine, we used to take call and my doctor and I would share the call of the office And when both of us were not available, we'd have to call a neighboring practice to cover the call for us. And then they would send the, they would never steal our patients. They would never steal the job. They would never, they would send that person back to us and we would do the same for them because sometimes a solo guy needs a backup of, they can't do it all themselves, but it was really important for them to take the time with their family. Correct. So that's really, that's what I'm saying. Use your network, use your people. Surrounding yourself with good people is really important, isn't it? Absolutely. Would you say you have a strong network on a scale of 1 to 10 of people you can trust in that network? My my circle is very small, but it's very, very tight. With Robert De Niro, the circle of trust. That's right. That circle of trust. It's hard to trust other people. Yes. That's another big battle that a lot of small business owners have difficulty with. It's control and trust. It's giving up that control because you have to be able to trust that person. Absolutely. How do you see trust? Do you give it to someone right off the bat or do they have to earn it? A little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. They can't let you down if you're giving it to them. Yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, I've always been someone who has given someone my trust until you mess up. I tell people all the time, and that's what I think has made helped me in a lot of ways is not to micromanage somebody, is let them see what they can do. And as they reinforce that trust that I've given them, it makes it a little bit easier for me to let go and give them a little bit more and see how they do. So that's just something to keep in mind when you're working with people. Yeah, food for thought. I like that. Yeah. And then you'd be able to spend a little bit more time with your kids. Did you want to tell your kids something? Yes. Hi, Kira. Hi, Jackson. I love you. All right. There you go, guys. That's Daddy shouting out to you right here on the air. It's so funny. Isn't it great? So one time you're going to have to bring them in with you. Absolutely. You have to they bring them in. It. You come in, they'll hang out. We'll t- get them on the air. They'll have some fun. It'll be a great experience. I brought my daughter and my son didn't want to be on the air, but my daughter was on the air. She did a whole show with me. She was talking away and she wanted to talk more. She said that I didn't let her talk enough. So, you know, these. <laughs> she's the boss. She's she, the she's she, the princess. She, she is the boss. She is the princess. That's right. All right. Listen, reach out to Josh at NewhouseRestoration.com. That's NewhouseRestoration.com. So we talked about relinquishing control. We talked about the importance of trusting. We've talked about the importance of training your staff and identifying the right people for that and all of that. And one of the things that, and also having a great circle of support, I think it's really important that you have a good network of people who can back you up if you don't have the people yourself. Because, hey, listen, people cost money. You got to pay them. So if you're going to bring somebody on, they're going to have to earn and they're going to have to do exactly what you need them to do. Josh, how are you feeling so far? 
I think I'm getting closer to a nine. All right. Fantastic. Listen, this is awesome. It's good. And I can see, I actually can see it in your body language. People, you can't see it right now. You'll see it on my YouTube channel over the weekend. But you can definitely see that Josh is a little bit more relaxed than when he walked in here. It's hot in this studio, but we're doing all right. It's 75, 80 degrees outside right now. So, Josh, one of the things that we also t- were talking about during the break is the idea of creating a boundary of no. Sometimes we just have to say no to the work. I do that as a coach sometimes. Somebody's not a good fit for me, I don't take them on as a client just because they have a pulse. They they may be a good client, but if I can't fit them in, if I don't see that I'm gonna be able to really help them, I don't want them to waste their money and making that investment if I don't think I can help them. And sometimes you have to say no. How are you with saying no? How does saying no feel to you? Probably like every business owner, when we first started, it was a little hard to say no in the beginning. But as we we had one this morning, lady called in, my wife spoke to her. Come to find out, she was the renter. She was the tenant. Uh, We can't help you. There's nothing that we can do. We do not want to take on those headaches or problems. Exactly. Because you got to go with, you have to deal with the owner, obviously, and the owner's insurance and all that. Exactly. So- what are so how, how do you say no in other aspects of your life? Do you have difficulty saying no to things? Of course. Like, give me an example. Daddy, can I have this? Okay, daddy. All right, that's an easy one to say no to. We. <laughs> I like how you put that in there, Josh. Yeah, we all, as dads, we do have to say no, and we say no quite often. But sometimes it's really hard to say no, right? Because you want to give your kids what you want to give them, and you want to take care of my my son. We pay for baseball. My daughter, she we pay for her shopping sprees. That's what she loves to do. So it's hard to say no to her, especially when I really do want to say no sometimes, but. What are some other situations, maybe in in the past, that you've said no and it backfired on you? Was there a time in the past where you said no and it just did not work for you and it turned out being a bad decision? I really can't think of one off the top of my head. Okay. That's something I would encourage you to think about because there is a possibility at some point you said no and it backfired and that's what may give you difficulty at times to say no. Right now, as a business owner, it's hard to say no because anybody that calls in is the opportunity to help them, number one, because I know you always put the person first and you put the people first and that's always been demonstrated in how you've conducted yourself. But number two, it's money for the business. It's income for the business. It's a revenue. And saying no is saying no to revenue, paying bills, et cetera. Correct. So- What do you think would help you to overcome that, to say no in that moment? What's going to be more important to you? So next week, if you don't have any coverage, you don't have anybody to back you up, and you're going to be home for your daughter's birthday, for Kira's birthday. No. You're going to be able to say no. I'm going to have to say no. You're going to have to say no. So that's going to be a test, right? That'll be one of the things that And I'm not saying to say it it depends on what the situation is, but here's the situation. Create the awareness for that situation to be aware that no is an option. You're going to go through your stuff. What's going to be the first thing you're going to do? You're going to call someone, you're going to say no, or you're going to do it yourself. Correct. Which one are you going to do? Which one are you going to do first? I'm going to see if I can do it myself. Okay. And if you can't do it yourself? I'm going to call somebody. And if you can't call somebody? No. And the answer is no. Now you have a strategy. And this is what I talk about when I talk about being a success strategy coach. Success for you is being able to spend the time at your daughter's birthday and not worry about anything else except her and be present in that moment. So in order to do that, that's your success. 
that will be success that Josh is there the whole time. Is that a fair success? Absolutely. All right. And now you have a strategy that we're going to employ in that moment. If you're going to, if you could do it, you'll do it, but you're going to have to leave. It's going to depend on what time of day it is, no matter what, whenever, what time the party start next Saturday. Uh, I believe everybody's showing up around 11. Around 11. All right. So if this is at 6 a.m., you may be able to do it. Correct. Anything after 9 a.m. is going to be really difficult to do. Yes, sir. So let's put another parameter in there, right? So if it's before 9 a.m., you'll be able to do it. If it's after 9 a.m., you're going to call someone. And if you can't call someone, no, then you're going to say no. Good. Now, long-term strategy, because we worked on long-term strategy today. Start identifying a number two. Okay. Okay. When would you like to have a number two buy? If I was to say to you, Josh, you really, if I was seeing you as a clinician and saying, Josh, you really burnt out. You really need to rest. You really need to take a break. I'd say you got three months to figure something out. Is that enough time? Do you think? No. Okay. So what do you think? Good. See, he learned how to say no, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That time I learned it. That time you learned it really well, Josh. That's awesome, man. Listen, that's what it's about. Six. I would say by October, November. October, November. Okay. So just about four or five months from now. Okay. Let's say five months. Scale of one to 10, identifying a number two by October. 10. You feel like a 10. You can go out there and start, and it's going to require you to start doing it now, right? Correct. So we're going to need a plan. And that's part of now the action steps around this is we've got the plan for October. That's our goal. It's a smart goal. October 1st, 2022, we have a number two ready for an, to handle an emergency on their own. Now the plan, we need to start collecting the trainings. We need to start doing some other stuff to get ready. We need to identify someone. We need to do the trainings. We need to start to think about somebody internally that may be interested because if there's somebody internally that maybe wants to learn, that's the opportunity. So put that out there. Okay. How does that all sound to you? That sounds great. Sounds good, right? Yeah. All right. You think you could take action on that? I think so. You're going to start taking action today? Yes, sir. All right. Fantastic. I love that, man. I know you just yes at me. No, not at <laughs> Hold on, I gotta check my phone. Hold on, Kristen, if you're listening, you now have an action plan for Josh to go forward and to identify your number two, so that you can do more jobs, so you don't have to say no. That's the goal. The goal is never to be, never need to say no out of physical exhaustion for yourself and out of sacrifice for your family time. The goal is to say no because you can say no. That's what you want to get to. That's the goal we've got to get. What do you think about that? I like it. All right, man. Thanks for being here today. I had a blast. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. Visit TomMarino.com and sign up for our newsletter. Leave a comment about this episode and learn more about how we can serve you. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, choose your adrenalized life.